ODOT, Oregon Department of Transportation, is out of money for removing graffiti around Portland. Yeah, this isn't good. That's not a good thing to have happen. Let's get into it. We're going to play a little clip of what the graffiti currently looks like in Portland. And, you know, it's probably not getting better with this story out here, right? Let's get into it. Here we go. The last several years, the State Transportation Agency has had extra funding to tackle graffiti on state rights of way. That money has since dried up. Let's watch a let's let's watch a one minute clip of video, right? Uh, let's just check it out. It's not a new problem. It's not new, but it does ebb and flow a lot with the city. But as of late, it is a growing one. If taggers continue at their current rate. Uh, then Portlanders will see more graffiti because we don't have that boost in capacity to remove it. For two years, the Oregon Department of Transportation did have that boost and capacity after state lawmakers authorized a one-time allocation of a million dollars to address the problem within Portland. In partnership with the city, ODOT's contractor could focus in on removal and cleanup on state roads and property. Funding for this ran out June 30th. Now we are back into you know that normal uh, situation, at least as far as state highways go, the portion of the roads and bridges that ODOT is responsible for. Our maintenance crews still remove graffiti, but we don't have the capacity of that extra uh, private contractor work that was being done for two years. Dave. So th- that is, that's, that's kind of the crux of the issue. One of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is because I hate graffiti. I think it is such a terrible, terrible look. Mayor Bruce Harrell, don't care what you say about him. He's done a pretty good job on battling the graffiti. And you know what that means? It just means it's an ongoing hustle. Because I can't tell you, I'm on I-5 through downtown Seattle at least once a week, if not probably a couple of times a week. And then I'm in areas of Seattle that aren't particularly bad, but they've always got a bunch of graffiti. It's because you just allow these people to run around willy-nilly. My proposal is that if you get caught doing graffiti, maybe one year fingers goes missing. I don't know. I don't know how it miraculously goes missing. Something in between, you know, getting booked into the jail and then getting released. You end up, you know, with, uh, with, with, with this kind of look. Um, and particularly this finger, cause that's the trigger finger on a can of spray paint. You know, I'm just saying there's options out there to keep things beautiful, right? I mean, we want to keep Portland beautiful. We want to keep Seattle beautiful. Man, it's it's rough. There's a stretch along I five that I go on fairly often. It's um, north of I ninety and south of five twenty. And on the eastern side, it is just you can see the battle of graffiti covered up, painted up by Washington State Department of Transportation. Covered up graffiti, covered up graffiti. They get one section done. Graffiti artists come back. I mean, it's just literally make it so these folks can't do that. I don't care what you have to do, but we're not really doing that. We're just, ah, graffiti. That's the least of our problems. I mean, you got an exploding homeless encampment. I mean, we might talk about it. Portlanders and travelers just passing through can expect to see more graffiti building up along the city's major arteries. That's because the state has exhausted funding set aside two years ago 
in order to tackle the problem. While Portland has its own graffiti abatement programs, the city, the Oregon Department of Transportation would typically be responsible for graffiti removal along state rights of way, including major corridors like I-5 and 405. That is what you he- you will hear the most complaints about is going through Portland on I-5. Now, they've cleaned out a lot of the homeless encampments, but it is still, it's rough. I mean, it's just, what third world planet are we on now? You go through that, that there's a section there, and you're like, good Lord, what happened here? Yeah, a lot of graffiti. Got a lot of, a lot of artists out there that are needing some practice, right? And so it's where they go to do it. As graffiti built up around Portland during the pandemic, the Oregon legislature authorized a one-time allocation of $1 million in the 2021-2023 biennium for ODOT to address the graffiti problem in partnership with the city. In early 2022, ODOT actually put $2 million bucks towards contractors tasked with removing graffiti. And you would hardly know it right? All the video footage I look at, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of graffiti. And I know, I know Portland is working towards, but it is a 24-7 drill because the people putting up the graffiti don't have jobs and taxpayers in Portland, you are privately funding them because they're whacked out on drugs, spray paint, you know, for all, they're just stealing it. Yeah, you're giving them their tents, you're giving them food, you're giving them drug paraphernalia when they need it, you're giving them medical services, you're offering them housing, they don't take it because they want to keep doing their drugs and go out there and tag. Well done, well done, folks, in, in these cities where this is a big deal. Now, the interesting thing is when you go to a Republican city and you go to a Republican downtown, very little graffiti that is why is that hmm interesting yeah because the cops don't put up with it they catch you it's it's not gonna it's not gonna go great that's the way it used to be you'd actually do some time but nobody does time for anything now it's just uh come back in your own personal recognizance we'll get you hook you up with a court date can pretty please will you come back for that court date so, as of July 1st, we no longer have funds dedicated to tackling graffiti, said ODOC spokesperson David House. People in the Portland area will see more graffiti, which I haven't been down there in a few years, but from what I've seen and what I've heard, which is, hey, Seattle's pretty clean compared to Portland. I've heard that on numerous different fronts. People coming into Seattle going, hey, I think it actually looks a little bit better. There's areas in Seattle where you go where you're like, Wow. I I remember this being the norm in like South Central LA back in the 80s. I didn't think we were here there yet, but you know, a lot of artists out there that need practice, right? And the world is their canvas. Anything uh, drives me crazy. Street signs, bus signs, bus stops, benches, I mean, concrete, just anything on the side. It just looks terrible. It just looks horrible. And again, you know, uh, this deal. Let's go with that deal. I want to I see that happen, right? Uh, what happened to your pointer finger there, Junior? 
I was graffitiing and it didn't work out. Even with the additional funding, House noted that vandals have continued to tag sound walls, signs, and structures over the last several years. Sometimes immediately after tags are removed, oftentimes, because it's the ultimate F you, right? Hey, you take our tag off. That's fine. We'll just give you another one. Take that, ODOT. Now any funds that ODOT has to do graffiti removal are part and parcel of the agency's maintenance funds, the normal, right? which they need for sealing cracks in pavement, repainting lines, and repairing lighting. Basic Department of Transportation stuff. We have to focus our efforts on keeping regulatory features like signs and paint in working order, House said. With limited budgets and resources, we must prioritize safety-critical activities. This is literally part of the doom loop that we talk about when you don't have the funding to pay for additional graffiti removal. So that gets taken out because you got to do something else like we just talked about. With limited budgets and resources, you got to prioritize safety uh, critical activities. So that doom loop dictates that, okay, no more graffiti removal. All right. So then graffiti escalates, looks worse. Fewer people want to come downtown. Fewer people want to come near Portland. Because you're just like, what third world country are we entering into? Um, but hey, don't forget, let's go to Voodoo Donuts. It's always a big thing, right? Voodoo Donuts. Pretty, I think they're pretty good donuts. I don't think they're, some people think they're just wildly overrated. I think they're pretty good donuts. I'm not a huge donut fan. I could easily put down a dozen of the glazed ones because they're just like eating air from Krispy Kremes. You know, the, when they're hot off the press, you're like, oh, this is good. I can get through I can get through 10. I can finish off those last two. Then you just walk around with an enormous sugar rush and, you know, you're halfway towards your goal of diabetes, right? Then the city, Portland keeps plugging away at the never-ending task of removing graffiti. In May, contractors work to clean up the historic 12-story Jackson Tower overlooking Pioneer Square. That is where a lot of the protests happened. Um, and I read a lot of stories about Jackson Tower and how the graffiti artists get up that high to do their art. Drives me crazy. It's you're painting with your butt. This does not look good. During a 90 day restart reset, <laughs> Portland has had so many different versions of prioritize Portland, progress Portland, 90 days to reset. So many things without much forward progress. During a 90-day reset in the Central East Side District this year, the city reported removing 73,755 total square feet of graffiti. Huh. Now, if we, you know, prosecute, if we arrested, we had enough cops to arrest those folks. And we had a district attorney that would be willing to incarcerate and or provide other solutions that would deter these people from, you know, their art, their urban art. Um, maybe we wouldn't have to spend all the resources to eradicate 73,755 square feet of graffiti. What an enormous waste of money. And that's right up there with the number of 911 calls for fires to the homeless encampments, right? Or how about all the calls that the cops got to go out on, on people that are just having a psychotic episode? Those people should be in a mental institution and or medicated somewhere, not out roaming the streets where cops got to deal with them. And this is just 
you know, some basic stuff. But graffiti removal on ODOT rights of way is unlikely to happen at any scale without additional state funding. So at some point in time, in the very near future, you're going to have all of these different things competing for funding. You're not going to be able to do them because you got the whole, well, we don't have as many businesses downtown. We don't have as many people spending money at businesses downtown. Businesses have left. We taxed out the a lot of the millionaires. They just up and left. We've had businesses galore leave. We've had restaurants leave. We've had you name it. They've left without all this extra tax revenue. And it's been a slow real estate market. And the downtown real estate market is crushed. Nobody's building new new construction apartment complexes because costs too much and the the funding costs too much to get them up and going because interest rate environment right now with the Fed trying to bring down the uh, inflation. Yeah. So you can have all these things that we talk about in the doom loop. If you didn't catch one of my other stories, the, there was that story down in San Francisco about the doom loop tour. Now that, that, um, it was a councilman, San Francisco councilman. He was on some council. He, uh, he did it as a, as, as a joke. You could take a mile and a quarter, a mile and a half long walk or the doom loop of San Francisco, pay 30 bucks. Yeah, that story tanked because, yeah, the councilman, he uh, he was a no-show for said Doom Loop Tour walking. And um, after the weekend, it was supposed to happen last weekend, he um, resigned because it wasn't a good look. Having a dude that's supposed to help you get out of some of these issues, ah, come watch the human, you know, misery and the doom loop. Get up close and personal and smell the decay that is San Francisco. Tenderloin. Similar story unfolded earlier this year when the city of Portland ran out of state funds to remove homeless camps on ODOT property. That's been an issue as well. All these entities are fighting for funds just to keep going, and they got to deal with ridiculousness like removing homeless encampments that have never should have been allowed to be there in the first place. You just don't let people live willy-nilly wherever. That's not how this works. It's not compassionate. It's a terrible idea. And yet so many of these West Coast cities, ah, we love our fellow human being. Let them live forever. It'll be fine. Till it's not. Portland burned through the $2 million in funding for the fiscal uh, for last fiscal year that was supposed to see them through the end of June. Instead, it was gone by February. It's because there's so many struggling urban artists out there. And, you know, anything at stores right now in Portland is pretty much fair game for shoplifting. So, yeah, paint is paint. I don't believe paint is under lock and key at Home Depot here in Bellevue. wonder if it is in Portland. It probably is. I know all the big machines are in uh, in Home Depot. You go to anything of, of, of substance and you're like, well, yeah, I got to go. I got to go ring the bell and get the guy. Got to get the guy to get my tool that I just want to buy and leave with. Camp removals on Oregon Department of Transportation property only resumed once Governor Tina Kotex approved a $600,000 bailout to tide the city over the next fiscal year. Right now, there's no indication that ODOT will get a similar bailout for graffiti removal since the 2021 infusion was intended at a one-time boost. House told uh, KGW, you can still submit concerns and complaints about graffiti on ODOT managed roads under the Ask ODOT form online. 
click here to access that page. If you want to go there, this article is hyperlinked in our Discord channel. I mean, so uh, all you got to do is just you know, type a type a little note and ODOT will recognize that you said there was a piece of graffiti and in two and a half years when they get a little more funding, they'll maybe consider taking your graffiti that you've pointed out down. Now, it's just nothing ruins the aesthetics of a nice city faster than just graffiti. It's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's just so terrible. I mean, it's just, it, it's not what we want. We, 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 if we wanted that, we, we'd, we'd create things from the get go that way. We just uh, graffiti everything up and then install it, right? If that's what we truly wanted. But no, then you jokesters with the, with the spray paint cans, you would come out and, ah, this isn't art. This is the way our art looks. And you know how they do it and you try and stylize it. So, Everybody can recognize, oh, yeah, that's a whatever artist. It's like, it all looks the same to me. It just looks terrible. It, it, it does. I'll, I'll see in the comments on, on this one, somebody will say, well, you're just an old man who's out of touch with what art looks like. And I'll say, yeah, and your art looks terrible. Terrible. Because it's, it's just, you're, you're just mucking up something that should just be left alone. Don't do it. Don't put up tags. You don't need to tag. You don't need to... Literally mark your territory like a dog. Well, I'm going to take a whiz on this. I'm going to take a whiz on that. You know, anything I can get a hold of, you know, because <laughs> that's what happens, right? Oh, look at that bike rack over there. I'll go go tag that. Remember back in the day when we actually had um, telephone booths? Let's go tag up the telephone booth. Isn't that wild how your mom used to send you out when you were going somewhere? Don't forget to take a quarter. So if you got to make a phone call home, you can. I don't want to have a, a collect call coming in. We probably won't accept that from you. And you know damn well they would. So you'd run around with like two quarters in your pocket and never spend them. Instead, you're like, oh, I got to have that. Now we just don't have phone booths anymore. I mean, what would Clark Kent do in today's world, right? Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. But graffiti, it it goes along the same lines as the broken window theory, right? If you just keep battling, I believe you're going to have the ability down the road to turn that corner. You can get some right folks and the right jobs. But if you just let it go, and that's what you can't do, especially with this graffiti, you can't just let it go because it, it just gets worse. What you don't see in the video clip that I showed you, this one down here, is if you keep watching that, there's an owner of a graffiti removal services. I think that's like literally the name of his company. And he said, Hey, if a dog poops on your lawn, do you just leave it there? Do you just let it go? No. And you don't let it go for like a couple of weeks. You clean it up immediately. Now, is another dog going to come along and probably poop on your lawn? Yeah. But that doesn't mean you just let it go. So yeah, I thought that was pretty. Pretty reasonable. I live in a cul-de-sac. Nobody poops on my, nobody, nobody walks by with a dog. Oh, I just go crap on that guy's lawn. I don't, I don't live on one of those, you know, main streets that go through where everybody walks their dog and then just, ah, just take a poop on that guy's lawn. He's a jerk, <laughs> right? And that's how it goes. So this storyline, mm, if you go through Portland in the next few months, let me know how it looks because yeah, that I five section, mm, that may not look all that great. All right. That's all I got for you on this one. Thanks for being here. I will catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now.